1: And welcome to the show, everyone. This is Locked On Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Robin you on this wonderful uh, Wednesday morning by the time all of you guys are listening to this episode. Um, hope you guys have been doing pretty well, by the way. Uh, we got a lot to get to on this episode. Once again, Carl Pavlik of 5 joining me on today's episode as we talk a lot of things. We're going to talk about some a the... Uh, a contract signing for the the Coyotes, as well as just an overall look at the uh, how the Coyotes could very well look as we get ready to start training camp. Players officially report today, and training camp starts tomorrow, and then leading up the next couple weeks to when the season finally begins. Let's go ahead and start today's episode once again. Um, let's go ahead and just turn to Carl. There's I mean. Interesting things. So we I think on this one it's a good talk about good to address is we're seeing now the return of Alex kelchenyuk And he isn't signed to an actual standard player contract, he signed to a professional tryout.
0: Yep. The good old PTO contract signing. Um get him into training camp. Uh they do tend to lead to an actual contract on the line but we're not sure if that's going to be the case this time Um, definitely an interesting signing by the coyotes today Um, not one that i was really expecting if i'm being perfectly
1: honest i don't think anyone was really expecting it because like he is like after his first time with the coyotes he's kind of been like bouncing around everywhere because he can't really find a a comfortable spot and be the player he once was, because he used to be a great player. And then yeah. a lot happened, and he just... like After his time at the Coyotes, he was still okay at the Coyotes. He wasn't great, but he was okay. And then after that, just like, oh my god, what happened to you? Mm.
0: Yeah, it was definitely... An interesting time in in the coyotes where he came in he led the team in goals that year with brad richardson both tied for 19 uh, which is not great uh the fact the coyotes not. did not have a 20 goal scorer that season was extremely terrible um and kind of i think what irked a lot of people was uh, max domi um had a great year that year a year and uh it seemed like the coyotes really did not win that trade at all uh and then you know he led to getting phil kessel um which definitely was an acquisition that was really good uh him and po joseph went to pittsburgh and now he's back and like you said he had a couple of rough years but let's see what you can do with the coyotes
1: yeah, and, and, you know, then I think of it, too, I think this is a very, like, low-risk thing for the Coyotes because, again, this is a rebuilding team. Like, they like, yeah, let's go ahead and bring you on to, like, see, like, maybe what kind of presence you can bring during training camp, what kind of veteran presence we can bring. Because, obviously, we need some kind of veteran in there who can, you know, change things up in, in a way, you know, to be a leader in the locker room. Because there's a couple of people in there, you know, obviously Phil Kessel. But this, is like, this team is like. For example, people that have been around have. There, I don't know very many people you can trust to be leaders. Yeah, I mean, it's the
0: first year of a rebuild team, and it was blown up. Um, yeah, I I think one of the most impressive things about this rebuild is how complete it its first year was. Um, But unfortunately that leaves a major gap in leadership. Um, And uh, Galchenyuk could definitely provide that. Um, I think he will be a a good fit for the team if he's able to make the team. Uh, I'm sure he is looking to have a bounce back year. um, And he sees the Coyotes as, Hey, maybe I'm going to get a chance to do that here. Like, I, I don't have much stock, but like Christian Fisher is listed on the <laughs>
1: second line for the Coyotes. Like you can maybe slide him in there somewhere. I mean, there's gonna be a lot to a uh, lot to unravel on where he fits, because because again, especially because this roster isn't good. <laughs> no, so it the, yeah it it does afford a lot of flexibility for someone like Alex Kalchaniak to find a spot in to and get somewhat of a rebound season. That'll be it will be a lot harder with a not so good team, but yeah, but
0: I mean, we have seen like players have rebound seasons before. um I think the one that always comes to mind is Anthony duclair, who just all of a sudden like bounced back, had a couple of really good seasons. um I always love it when players leave the coyotes and are good. It just <laughs>
1: makes me so, so happy, uh, I cannot tell you. Uh, aren't we hoping um, that this, you know, bounce back is going to also be the case for Shane Goss' sphere? So, like...
0: Yeah. It's, uh, like, it could potentially be a good renaissance year for certain players, just because they're going to get opportunities that they wouldn't necessarily get on a team that wasn't so bad. Um, so, I could see players wanting to, you know, maybe be a part of it, um, you know, players who are willing to go, like, you know, I got a chance to turn things around, hungry players, not necessarily, yeah. you know, the, the best, but players looking to prove something.
1: Exactly. And I think, you know, I, and, and, and I think that's what, what what this kind of, like, MO is going to be for the Coyotes. I mean, yeah, they're going to lose all the games, but, like, a lot of these players are going to have something to prove.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, there's definitely something to that, like, underdog factor where you're like, uh, I know we're not expected to do well, but I'm going to go out, I'm going to bust my ass, I'm going to make sure that I get a good contract next year. Um, That is definitely something that I think professional athletes have. Like, that's a drive that you need to get to that level. Uh, They always say that, you know, Team's tank, not the players. Like it's the
1: management that's doing it, not not yeah, the guys on the ice. Because again, I'm, I think I, I think as you that you even said it too before on a previous episode, where you're like, yeah, these players are going to try hard, um, because naturally that's what players do. They're going to try their best and try to win games. Yeah, but that is the talent level on the ice. It's just not going to be that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like one of those you're gonna do everything
0: you can but w- we're just gonna stay it fast it's not gonna it's not gonna be like uh very good uh, you're not gonna succeed you're gonna try 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 and fail and if you stick around we're gonna love you
1: I mean that's that's what they're hoping for uh, with Jacob Chikrin, right that's what he was the, he was off the table he's like we need him. Yeah. For the the soul of this team as we rebuild, yeah,
0: like and, and that is going to be like a big thing for for we're like, we need you to just be here, and hopefully the rebuild works, and we're gonna be good because he's the one who signs the long term. Uh, he is the like the one player that's not gonna be movable unless something very weird happens in the next couple of years
1: yeah there would be there, there 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 probably has to be something really crazy for that kind of change to uh to actually happen um but i guess we'll just over, overall have to see though with again with how Hal, alex halchenyuk fits in and in fact you know what because we have training camp players are reporting their training camp today so essentially they'll just, you know Probably fill their locker room or whatever it is they do on this first on this first day before the actual camp starts uh, tomorrow, and uh, we'll just go through all that and see and uh, maybe see who we think might make the final roster because that's that's yeah, always fun, and uh, yeah, we'll get to that in just a sec. But first, I'll let you guys know um, that today I want to, well I just want to tell you guys about a simple way to get your entertainment you love. Without the hassle, and that is Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. The best part is there's no annual contract. So stop waiting. Get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at DirectTV.com. That's DirectTV.com. Compatible device acquired. Content varies by package. And did you guys know that Built Bar has so many different delicious flavors? There is something absolutely for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they are passionate about their favorites, and again, they have so many different flavors, from mint brownie to salted caramel, cookies and cream, German chocolate. Um, I went ahead and tried this uh, the uh, cookie dough chunk flavor, and like I would, I, would eat, I would just ate eat, ate a little bit of it. Uh, right before going on the air. And oh my God, is it taste amazing, guys. It is phenomenal. Um, Definitely one of the better tasting protein bars I have ever had. And here's the best part. is not only are they this great tasting, but they're also incredibly healthy. 17 to 18 grams protein, 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and 4 to 5 grams net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. And if you guys go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, you can get 50% off your order. Once again, that's LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And back here on Locked On Caddies. Once again, I'm Robin Ling. I'm joined by Kyle Pavlik of 5forHallion.com on today's episode. As we get ready to start training camp, Players Report today, Media Days today, it's essentially the start to training camp. Just no actual practices until tomorrow on Thursday. Um, so to celebrate this unofficial start to training camp, let's take a look at who we might think might make the final roster. Because uh, they have, obviously this team has a lot of question marks. There will still be some players who could be fighting for spots. Uh, and Carl, we know that there is obviously players who are guarantees. Um, but even of the players who are guarantees, there is a like question marks of players where they might slot, and I'm mainly talking about Christian Fisher here. Where is he going to slot?
0: Yeah, uh, Christian Fisher is the big like returning player for the Coyotes who you're not really sure where he's going to be going. Um, I actually wrote about him earlier this week for five for Howling's twenty five under twenty five. I think he has come around and plays a very good, um, or fairly well uh, defensive as like forward side of his game. This past year was his first year as a penalty killer. Um, I could kind of see him being a bottom six player. um, But if the Coyotes are really starved for bodies, which is a very real chance, uh, he may end up just having to be uh, playing up a couple of lines. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up.
1: It will be interesting to, to see where he ends up. Um, and I think we have no like, like, like maybe, like maybe some, sometime during camp, they just happens to play really well alongside the wing with, uh with Nick Schmaltz for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you never <laughs> like, know. And, and it's, I mean, that's the that's the big thing. Everyone talks about, oh, he's not a good player, but like, if you, if but if there's a huge amount of chemistry on a line with a really good player. Yeah. And it, if, if you're able to, like, serve a role in there and have good
0: chemistry, like, if, let's say, Keller and Schmaltz are together, and Fisher just, like, provides that physical edge that people have been craving to be on the same line as Clayton Keller, um, I could potentially see him being up there. He's not going to generate much but like he'll he'll serve enough of a purpose um maybe he is just kind of like the one who hangs back a little to make sure that they don't get beaten at a bunch of rushes uh we don't know um i know a big question is uh dimitri yoshkin like where is he fit into the coyotes uh, we know he was great in the KHL but where is he going to be on an NHL team like that's really hard to predict
1: yeah there's going to like th- those are just some of the questions on there i uh, i mean yushkin obviously because we haven't really seen him play yeah you know we- so we don't know what to expect from him. Yeah.
0: Unfortunately, um, I do not have a subscription to KHL games. Uh, I haven't been able to check <laughs> out you know, uh, enough to judge where he is going to be. Um, he's just one of the numerous question marks that are on this Arizona Coyotes team. Um, and I could see him potentially being a top-line guy, if he if his success really can translate to the NHL, like that's probably where we should be putting him.
1: Absolutely. Um, what I'm curious about, because daily Faceoff only really shows the four, like, in terms of, like, you know, let's look at the offense first, the four offense, like, offensive lines, the four forward lines. Um, it doesn't show the extra skaters that are still part of opening day roster, but they just... Or, quote healthy scratches. Yeah. Um that leaves us the question who's gonna be part of that, you know, part of that, because there's still other players yeah. who are gonna be on there. And it also just
0: looking at it, it kind of leans heavier into like the veterans. Um so like we're not seeing Yan Yannick uh, on here. Is he gonna get like a guaranteed roster spot or is he gonna be one of the like you know extra forwards do you really want to put one of your prospects as the extra forward, or like do you give have Eriksson be an extra forward, have Yannick in the lineup more consistently? We don't really know. I think the only like prospects that we see on Daily Faceoff are Barrett Hayton, who seems like he could be uh, a good you know lock for the team, uh, and Victor Soderstrom. I almost think that we're gonna see like you know jay beagle or or erickson as the extra forwards like those veterans guys so that way we can give the younger players time to play but if you need someone to like sub in like you got a guy who's been there for a while you're keeping him in the locker room keeping them at practice so they can like impart all the wisdom that's needed but you know not necessarily having them play as much
1: you know to be honest though like i i i'd personally still rather see barrett hayton Jan yannick and um Victor Soderstrom back, still developing more in Tucson. Because remember, we have there was a like they, I mean, then they would get game time, and and we coached under a phenomenal coach, N.J. Verde. Yeah, um, they didn't get that last year. They did not last year. I mean, nothing against, um, uh, C potvan. Very nice guy. You know, he he's a you know still a pretty decent coach. I mean, he's still part. He's still the assistant coach for Jay Verde, and he has, has been for a few years. But Verde is just a, you know, he's just a great development coach. That's what that's what he does. Yeah, uh, and I think a big
0: issue with the Tucson Roadrunners last season was they weren't necessarily getting the same attention that they would need because so many people were up in Phoenix. Um, they didn't have a head coach in Verde because he was mostly doing the taxi squad. They didn't have an assistant GM or a GM down there. Um, So it seemed like they were kind of running on like minimal staff and that's not going to be great for development.
1: No, it's, it's not going to be. So that's why that, and that's why I think uh, Hayton, Yannick and Soderstrom would benefit most this upcoming year, not making the final roster, spending some time in Tucson. Um, I think that's the best for them. And, you know, I think, and I think he's looking at this, because Arizona, I'm looking at their, the cat-friendly page. They still got uh, 27-year-old Liam O'Brien, 28-year-old Travis Boyd. You know, they still got these other guys that they brought in just to kind of be those, quote, extra players. Yeah. Like,
0: they they definitely acquired a lot of veterans, Um And part of that was just, it was the cost of bringing in picks uh, and prospects, but part of that was to make sure that they are not rushing their younger players. And I think you make a great point. Uh, We can do like, we can leave them in the AHL for another year of like good, or good AHL development time uh, and see, but we may also get a situation where we don't know, like if, if Hayton or Soderstrom come out and they're just like doing really well and just taking the competition apart, like, I mean, at a point like that, you're like, you're not going to be helped by another year in the AHL. Uh, It's time to just have you in the NHL and we'll deal with that as we can. And if it means a veteran's got to ride pine for most of the season, then that's, I'm sorry. That's just the way it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, this is these are just some of some of the aspects that we have to talk about about a rebuilding team. Like, what direction do they want to take it in? In that kind of way, um, and obviously bringing in the veterans, that kind of tells you the direction they're leading towards at this moment.
0: Yeah, and it's a lot of veterans on one-year deals, so like. I'm not saying that this is going to be the way it is for the rest of the rebuild. Um, we're not going to go with like a Coach Tippett situation where it's just a veteran-heavy lineup where rookies can't crack it. Um, this is what it is for you know potentially next year, and who knows what the year after that's going to look like?
1: Because yeah, because ninety percent of this team has only signed past this past this year. Yeah, like a, a big...
0: and, and you expect like the players that we're talking about sending back to the AHL I don't necessarily think they need a ton more seasoning down there like they can d- definitely stand to benefit I'm guessing from you know
1: time it's, it's just more it's just in general just a don't rush it thing yeah. it's just like it's just like you know especially it's like all right we're in a deep deep rebuild right now it, it gives them no benefit being up here they are most benefited being down there Well, they'll you know practice winning games because that's what tucson's probably (laughs) going to be doing this year winning a lot of games yeah um i think it's going
0: to be really fun to be a tucson roadrunners fan uh just because there's probably going to be a lot of really good prospects coming in uh you're going to get to experience the emotional heartache of like seeing them go but it's less like you're Favorite player being traded, and more your favorite player being called up, and it's definitely a different experience. So it'll be an interesting. I mean, time. let's.
1: I mean, let's put it this way, Carl. I've been I've been covering the Roadrunners since their second year. I've seen the growth of of uh, Connor Garland, of uh, Dylan Strom now gone, of Nick Merkley now gone, <laughs> of Lawson Krauss, of uh, I'm trying to think other people that were that were down there for michael bunting year. michael bunting was down there and now he's now he's with toronto yeah um i've i've seen a lot of people come through come through that town and seeing them improve i'm just like and it, and seeing them leave i'm just like oh man I, I loved watching you in tucson like yeah and and of all of the people that you listed
0: uh what Lawson Kraus is the only one who's still with the team. Um, like they, uh, uh, they left sets.
1: One, one more, but still with the team is Kyle Capobianco. Sure.
0: Um, yeah. Did you want to maybe go a little bit more in depth with the the defenseman for this one too? Um,
1: we'll do that in the next segment. Uh, anything else we want to uh, address on forwards though? So. Um.
0: I think just one last thing. Uh I know we were talking about it before. Uh Lawson Krauss, Alex Ganchenuk, and Barrett Hayton as a line. That has definitely a level of like, huh, I'm intrigued by that. I'm not sure it'll work in the weird world, but that's kind of like the one thing I'm I'm looking forward to see tried out at training camp.
1: Yeah, there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a lot of uh line combinations that are going to be happening over a training camp that's going to be the interesting thing to watch to see how that all goes down yeah and of course uh, can't finish off this segment by talking about how interesting it is going to be to watch that 12 million dollar fourth line
0: 12 million dollar fourth line yes t-shirts uh coming soon maybe potentially
1: potentially (laughs) oh man that'd be fun yeah uh Anyways, uh, we're gonna we still got much to get to on talking about uh, some final roster projections on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. If you still have any questions about forwards, uh, feel free to send us a question. Uh, we will answer them too. Um, don't worry about that. But we will get to the uh, rest of the show in just a sec. But first, want going gonna tell you guys about Bet Online. We're back and better than ever, and eyes are all back on the gridiron as teams. We're back to start another football season. As always, Bet online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website, use your mobile device. Sign up for a free account today for a 100% welcome bonus. That is 100% welcome bonus. Double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL 100 from football, basketball, boxing, hockey right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait, take advantage of all the amazing offerings available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And everyone, please gamble responsibly. And now it's time to finish things off here on Locked On Coyotes. Let's discuss. Defense. We're still going through as much of final roster projections as possible. um We talked about defense a little bit last week as we get as we're getting ready and talking about maybe you know and more talking about line pairs. Actually, now, I was now two weeks ago even. um But here coming up now is like finding out exactly who's going to make that you know make the final roster and who's going to be you know the seventh team man because obviously again you still have extra players because you you know people ready just in case uh just to see how that turns out right now cat friendly lists uh these six defensemen so most of these are pretty locks with the exception of one and i'll mention who that is later in a sec. you have anton strawman jacob chikrin chang gossesphere Ilya labushkin connor Timmins, cal cal Kyle cal Kyle right now is the only yeah maybe he could still probably go back to tucson if they choose to but maybe could be the number seven um but that's the six that cat friendly lists right now. Um daily face-off lists Soderstrom as a number six. And that tells you that <laughs> that the deal. that tells you the that that there is a huge question mark on who's six and seven it's gonna be in this case.
0: Yeah. Um and I would say that one that's not included on either website, um, who I got to see at the scrimmage and in the rookie face-off tournament is Provanov. Like I thought he looked uh, really well or really good um so he's making definitely a case for that seventh uh or even sixth defenseman like it's a really tough call um i i i kind of think that just in terms of a player management like aspect search is the one who's easiest to send down because he doesn't have to clear waivers right yeah capo bianco Would have to. Um, And I feel like he kind of deserves an opportunity to just show what he
1: can do. He's had, Cabo Bianco has had so much bad luck the last few years. Is the moment he gets called up, he plays the game and he gets injured. Yeah. Like, and obviously, I mean, that just, that, that, that also. Slightly conditioning problem, but at the same time, that's also bad luck. Like he's getting at the opportunity, he's just not able to really prove himself in the kind of player he can be. Yeah. Um, so, he, he yeah, he definitely like
0: hasn't had the best luck. He he never got consistent ice time. I think he had two games with the Coyotes last season. Uh, spent some time on the taxi squad. Like he always seems like he's just on the cusp of making it. And we got a new head coach now, so there's a chance that like. Um, he's gonna appear, like, appeal to, to Bears, like, you know, playing style. And he's gonna be like, yeah, you're someone that we need in this role. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see. Um, he is getting a little bit older. He's 24 now, so I do kind of wonder, like, if he doesn't make the team out of training camp, if he's not like the sixth or seventh man. Do they start looking to trade him, or or what? Because I I doubt his his stock is going to go up much if he gets sent back down to Tucson when teams could get him for free.
1: All right, so let's just say this then. So let's just say for all intents and purposes that uh, that Provenev is number six, Kyle Kapianko is number seven. Um, but to keep Kyle Kapianko's legs warm, you you go ahead and you know rotate them in every now and then. You put him in like all right. Which, you know we'll swap you into Provenev and see maybe who you can you know pair along best. Maybe you are really good alongside Lebushkin. Maybe you benefit be- by being alongside the veteran Anton Strauman. Like those are some of the things that they ca- that can help decide how what this might look like. Yeah. Maybe
0: he comes in and he has like really good chemistry with Bear. Um and they work well together. Who knows? Um, there are the Coyotes' defensive core was pretty much blown up and, like, reassembled. And I think they did a really good job assembling it. And I think it'll be very interesting to see where players like Capobianco, uh, Provenev, are able to, like, slot in and see what kind of difference they can
1: make. I mean, you and I were saying on our our defensive episode two weeks ago, that overall, just just looking at this, it makes us kind of excited for the defense because knowing that like there's actually competition here, and it's like a good defensive core. Yeah. Um, it's a
0: overpaid defensive core, but a good one. Um, just like the Coyotes' forward group is overpaid and bad.
1: Um, yeah, except Jacob Trichin. Is underpaid, yeah. except
0: Jacob Chikrin, who is like signed a, a very, very, very good contract, um, and is just kind of like sticking around. Um, he, he is probably the only one who is underpaid on that. To uh, to maybe like Lubushkin, you could make a case is underpaid a little, but but yeah, no, everyone else oh, is man, just the... like a little bit too expensive than they're worth.
1: I mean Timmons is mid contract, eight fifty k.
0: Yeah, Timmons though uh, he's got that that like early deal kind of like atmosphere though. So it's like
1: because uh... he was like, he was uh, a restricted free agent, like one of those kind of like, I forgot the the clause of that that kind of free restricted free agency where he's like but he could only negotiate with the team that owned his rights. Yeah. And that's it.
0: no no offer sheets um I would say not that we were expecting one but we actually got one uh, during the off season
1: so oh man uh, yeah I did not like I kept making that question if offer sheets were gonna come and well that or that one was but that's for another discussion. yeah um
0: but but yeah the defensive core is is pretty good. there are questions around it. But they're the fun kind of questions. Um, The forward questions are depressing. Uh, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Like looking at the forward core, you're like, which fourth line player is going to be playing on the second line? Um, But looking at the defenseman, you're like, okay, I can think of five ways that we can slot this that'll be somewhat competitive. Uh, And
1: let's just see what, what Bear wants to do. I'm really curious to see what a potential Connor Timmons, of Chikrin defensive pairing could look yeah. like. I I just kind of want to see like
0: what Timmins can do as a player. Um, I, I remember him a few times from the avalanche games, but I wasn't really looking too hard at him. Um, but just kind of like reading a lot of what the avalanche people have said about him and his time this past season, it's like, oh, okay. You're a very intriguing defensive prospect whose numbers don't look great because there was, like, a medical injury one year, um, and which I think is causing him to be overlooked by a lot of people. And he's definitely got the that I'm-going-to-prove-you-wrong energy to him that I, I think, you know, we could definitely be looking back a couple of years from now and be like, you know – Colorado made a major mistake in giving up on, on Timmins too soon.
1: I mean, especially the uh uh the price given up for Timmins. I mean yeah. I mean what like we got Timmins in a first round giving up Darcy Kemper, which obviously he's a phenomenal goalie, but I mean that needed to be yeah. done.
0: Yeah. Um, and all those conditions that come forth with, uh,
1: getting that, uh, extra pick if Darcy Kemper, what, uh, if Darcy Kemper wins the Stanley cup and plays half,
0: I, yeah, I think that's it. I don't have the conditions in front of me, but it was one of those, everything needs to go perfectly for this in order for you to get, uh, to get everything.
1: And it's just an upgraded pick, right? Or, or it's, I forgot what it was, but. but. Oh, it's, it's which, which, I think it's whichever first rounder it was. Yeah.
0: But, but I mean, we get a pick and we get like a really intriguing prospect in, in Timmins. Um, Gosta I think, is is going to be really good. I'm excited to see if he could have a bounce back season. Uh, I'm excited to see if Capobianco is able to prove himself this year with a new coach and just kind of finally take that next step into being an NHL player. Um,
1: you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to go ahead and make my make the lines I want. To, I really want to see. I kind of already said one of them, but the lines I want to see opening day. Okay. I want to see. Uh, Jacob Chickwin alongside Connor Timmons. Okay. Uh, Shane Gothispear alongside Ilya Bushkin. Okay. And Anton Strauman with Cal Capobianco.
0: I like it. I, like I said, I would, I would potentially substitute uh, Provenov in there, um, but that's basically what I would have um, and have Bianco be the seventh, uh, but yeah.
1: I mean, this is for the like the first game. Obviously, sure. again, they, things rotate, but that's what I want to see for that opening yeah. day.
0: Um, I think if if we do see that, and there's not like a surprise at a training camp, like that's a a great uh, defensive core. That's a good blue line, and I think Coyotes fans would be happy about that. There's not going to be much that that they can look forward to this season, but should defensemen should be good
1: again like i like we said two weeks ago on the other episode you have to find the silver linings out of our rebuild because you need to you need to hold on to some hope you need to figure out like
0: (laughs) this year it's going to be a lot of hey we're going to get more details about the arena that's going to be fun um we're going to get white white away jerseys that's going to be fun uh and you're going to look at some solid defensemen um, developing. And that's going to be fun. And those are the three aspects of fun you're allowed to have as a Coyotes fan.
1: I mean, there's a couple other things. Prospects. You have one prospect playing right over in Tempe at Arizona State. True. Uh, you have another massive set of prospects playing just uh, like a one hour, an hour and a half south In Tucson.
0: Are you tired of watching the Coyotes get beat 4-1? Head down to Tucson. Just
1: just drive the Tucson and watch the Tucson Roadrunners just smack the hell out of the San Jose Barracuda.
0: Ben McCartney looked great. Uh, I am curious to see if he can continue just lighting up teams in the AHL like he was doing at the end of last season. So.
1: Yeah, have you gonna see another version of dylan strome that plays so well on the ahl yeah uh hopefully one who's better able
0: to make the jump to the NHL.
1: (laughs) (laughs) hopefully hopefully
0: i I will say this though uh he doesn't have the baggage that always seemed to come with dylan strome being the third overall pick um i do think if 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 strome had been picked in like later in the first round or the second and didn't have like the expectation with him, we'd be looking at his career in a much better way. Um, and as a, what, seventh round pick, God, you just have to worry about that. He is already succeeding uh, beyond what was expected of him.
1: Yeah. One more question I do want to answer, like just get, get on get out, get out here to you as well as to everybody else because I want to know what you think. Um, right now, of course, Cat Friendly lists 14 forwards, and we kind of said that there would be extra scor- extra forwards. We said Liam O'Brien and Travis Board. Um, you know, those are listed as, again, on Cat Friendly. But this also brings the question, with training camp starting, and we didn't answer this to the, today yet, does Dylan Gunther land a spot on the final roster?
0: <sighs> that... Is a tough one. Um, he looked phenomenal in the in the rookie faceoff tournament. Uh, just his shot was so good. He like seemed to be like ready. He was engaged. Uh, he did everything that I wanted him to do uh, this past weekend. I can see him playing. A few games, I could see him making the lineup out of training camp, but still getting sent back to uh, juniors just because you don't want to burn that contract. And I do think that there's still like aspects of his game that they, that he can improve. Um, there's always going to be areas to improve, and he's going to have a bunch of NHL coaches being like, "All right, we need you to do X, Y, and Z in." Uh, juniors this year. We need you to focus on this. We want you to go into these areas of the game and that's just going to be all the better
1: for him. I'm with I'm totally with you on that and here's another of my reasoning too. Is the juniors are going to have a full season at the WHL this year. Like a full complete WHL season. And that is what Dylan Gunther can really benefit from because he didn't have it last year. He was like, what 12 games like yeah. uh, that's not a lot of i mean we you know in hockey that's like done even a quarter of a season <laughs> like it's yeah, just um so yeah he will benefit greatly from being back there um you know get getting coached up a little bit more you know getting getting more game time because he will get more game time a lot more game time back with back with the oil kings then um been to the coyotes yeah. because
0: as good as he looked um and i did think he looked really good uh i would still like if he was playing in the nhl you imagine the team is going to want to protect him a little bit like make sure he's not getting like in over his head um you know he he With the Oil Kings, he could probably kill penalties, which I do not imagine the Coyotes letting him do, unless they are really looking to up their odds of getting the first overall pick by having a rookie, like, offensive juggernaut kill penalties.
1: Uh, Yeah, uh... You know, you never know what the Coyotes want yeah. to do. <laughs> Coyotes are like, we're gonna go for
0: the shorthanded goals record this year by having Dylan Gunther kill penalties. Um, we're gonna give up so many power play goals, but we'll just see what happens.
1: We'll, 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 we'll just see what happens. Yeah. Um, hey, that's gonna be do it for today's episode. Hope you guys much. you heard um, again. If you have any more questions about our final roster projections, feel free to. Uh, Uh, send them our way we'll go ahead and answer them on future episodes of the podcast because we will continue to circle back to this as much as we can once again training camp starting uh today at least unofficially media day today all players reporting and uh the official first start day of practices will be tomorrow um that said, and once again, if you, if you like what we heard, don't forget to leave a review. We are available everywhere you get to podcasts. Subscribe if you get to already. And follow us on social media. At LO underscore Coyotes is the uh, podcast Twitter handle. I am personally at RobBionion1, Carl Pavlik, at Carl Pavlik, F-M-H. Uh, once again, we can you can interact with us as much as you can. A- any other questions to you have, we will answer. Goodness. That's that's what we do. In the podcast. We love interacting with you guys. Um, once again, though, guys, thanks again for listening. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. <laughs>